0: Ouai dot com and enter promo code Andy for fifteen percent off any product. That's theouai dot com with promo code Andy.
1: Mama knows best, unless Mama's Teresa Judice, in which case be a Gabriella and go to fuck school. Go to school. <laughs>
0: I used to think struggle meant having to pay the rent, but now I know it's all about access to hexagonal ice.
1: Guys! Hi! It's Sandy's Girls. girls. <laughs> Hi guys, we're playing a marathon tonight. We
0: are. I am so excited about tonight, mostly because we took a little break from Skinny G and your pal Sarah over here was the bartendress, as I'll call it, of a fun cocktail that we decided in homage to Jersey's return is called the Siggy um, Flickertini. Good job. So, you, <laughs> thank you so much. And um,
1: tell our listeners that recipe, Sarah. <laughs>
0: the recipe was me realizing I had Prosecco in the fridge. Going to our corner store, buying a lemon, and then from the gorgeous mid-century bar cart in my um, uh, my place, my jam, picked up some Saint Germain, and then added a little bit of club soda. So, folks, it's just lots of ice, but poor people ice, not hexagonal mm-hmm. <laughs> ice. If only it's one day, and one refreshing. day, it's so good, guys. It's really genuinely such a good spritzer. Prosecco, St. Germain, club soda, lemon wedge, poor people ice, and a fun anthro um, cocktail glass thing. (laughs) Um, It's
1: a tumbler. It's a big week. So, okay, gosh, where do we begin? New Jersey came back. New York was better than it has been. Um, OC is OC. Um, Do we have a lot to discuss? OC was
0: so good. Yeah,
1: it was great. Um, It was really
0: good. I feel like we had three strong episodes and the return of a mighty franchise.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: <laughs> Damien, Damien, how many Siggy Teenies have you had? I
1: think I'm, this is my, almost my, I'm almost had, I'm almost, high, I have almost <laughs> finished three. Um, I'm
0: on lucky number three, which is the um, number of years that Joe is going to be in prison. So is cheers. that it? I think like three and a half. So cheers to Juicy Joe, guys. But then I'll be in
1: Italy. Forever,
0: And then pasta. <laughs>
1: pasta. Um, so let's start with maybe with New York since it just happened. It's yeah, we just watched New York. Um, so, you know, we had this whole conversation last week about the jewels and showdown with Carol and Bethany and we finally saw that, um.
0: At Lady Gaga's Italian restaurant on the Upper West Side.
1: It was hard to watch. Um, I, uh, <laughs> struggling i just i feel like okay so bethany i mean sorry jules expressed her frustration over you know what she said was basically that bethany and carol are mean girls and have talked about her she says marriage and eating disorder behind her back and to her face and have been just in general not very nice to her
0: and have made jokes at her expense and not in a self-deprecating manner which is how she
1: well she says she's self-deprecating right. and makes jokes and that Bethany's sense of humor is right. at other people's expense which I right. think is true um, but the whole conversation was so awkward because Bethany did that thing that she does where she just argued with Jules and made it somehow about her and basically like knew that Jules couldn't argue with her the way the other women can because they don't because she's that's maybe doesn't have that talent and also doesn't know how to argue with Bethany yet so it was just like her being like, let me finish Jules. I have a trouble being around you because my mother had an eating disorder, which is like, fine, but like not, not being culpable for anything that you're being, like you're not you're not holding yourself accountable for anything that you said or did, and she's denying it all, which is not true. They did make comments about Jules' eating disorder. They did make jokes at her expense at that, that weird fucking calzone pl- party. Um, the whole thing was weird. Bethany and Carol have been terrible this season and i i'm interested to see how the reunion goes because i feel like
0: which is recording tonight. today today. yeah
1: the the that they are fan favorites if you will i don't know andy cohen favorites for sure but like i don't know this has not been a good season for either of them i mean i don't know people still on both of their sides do people think that they're the the ones
0: well i feel like for carol it's been a better season in the sense that she made a choice now you're saying her choice was to be a dick but at sure. least a choice was made, where usually she's very passive. So that was an improvement in some capacity. Here's where I got a little confused by Bethany's behavior. First off, she's talking about how Luann hasn't been sympathetic to her um, physical health, like vag gate. And then 20 seconds later, when a grown adult is looking at at you across the table and saying I'm in pain I'm living in pain I have a life um I have a eating disorder that could have killed me that has put me at physical risk two days ago I forced myself to throw up after eating which was obviously news to everyone at that table as well as the audience that Jules has suffered with bulimia and that she's like in the midst of it it's not a remission state I mean those kinds of eating disorders you live with for the rest of your life and as Jules said and you hear someone that is so—it's so much more important than her like dumb hotel bar conversation with Luann because there is someone that is in pain and is saying, "I'm opening up to you. I'm putting myself at risk." And Bethany's response was, like, you need to let me finish so I can tell you about how it hurts me." I was actually upset about Bethany's like blind rage because of shit that happened to her, because of a parent that she no longer speaks to but carries with her in her back pocket and throws out when someone else is going through potentially a similar crisis than what she went through as a child and then just, like, has that as her, you know, trump card. I think it's a little ridiculous. If someone was in front of me and said, I almost died because of an eating disorder, I'm still going through it, to have a little bit of respect even if they were wrong in saying like i feel like you think you're a mean girl i'm taking that totally out of it Uh even if even if she was wrong and she may have been she may have been right whatever if someone is crying out and saying they're in pain you need to respect that and it's not about who's going to talk more it's about like you need to actually own up to the fact that this person is something is seriously wrong and you need to let them speak i mean jules at that point you have to think about it She's going through probably, like, the new nanny stuff with the uber nanny. Her husband is cheating on her, obviously. He's late to everything, and then he showers, and it's, like, strange. She knows that there's some stuff going on. Bethany said as an aside that she thought that Jules was upset at one point because Jules had shared some confidential information about her marriage. So it's not news to anyone that something is going on. Maybe Jules didn't know that he was having an affair, but she knew that, like, shit was not terrific. Anybody watching their relationship Mm -hmm. knows that, like, something is off. And she's living day to day with several eating disorders that impact her life. I mean, that's, those are serious illnesses. And nobody is really, aside from Dorinda and actually the other ladies at the table, you know, Sonia was like trying to defend Bethany a little and Ramona was there and just essentially hiding from the conflict. Um, I didn't think, I didn't think that Bethany's response was normal. I don't think it was not to be like, a fake feminist or something, but I didn't think it was, like, motherly. This woman is, I mean, if you are a parent and you're trying to teach your child how to be a good person, you know, uh, Charity Starts at Home. And I uh, I think that people could have really focused a little bit more on the fact that Jules is sharing a lot of really intimate, deep shit that she's going through, and I think the response of... Um, you need to let me finish so I can tell you about my mom, which Jules already knew about. Jules is sharing new information, and she's also saying, I'm feeling this. Whether or not she was correct in her observations of Carol and Bethany's behavior, I thought that Bethany's response was ludicrous. And I thought Carol's response was like, I get it. But Carol was um, quiet, but I think she was supportive of what Jules was saying, and she was very quiet when Bethany was freaking out, which doesn't mean she was agreeing with Bethany. I think she was just trying to, like, defuse the situation through silence, a la Ramona, um, I thought it was sort of ludicrous. And then later on the bus, because it's a similar situation, when Bethany is talking about Jules and Jules maybe being paranoid, when Jules is a foot away from her on a party bus, it's like, paranoia she just has ears I mean it was crazy to me
1: I think that something that could have happened in that whole conversation at dinner would have just could have been some empathy which I would have hoped for from both of them I mean certainly from Bethany who has made a brand on being skinny she clearly has her own things with like food and body and being thin and eating and that's and I'm not saying that she does or doesn't have an eating disorder or ever had one but like being skinny is part of her brand. So if someone's in front of you and saying like I'm I have almost died at the hands of like trying to be skinny and I have issues with food and eating, just like being like listening and just listening and being like I hear right. you, I've been there. I have had people who've been there. She's, like I
0: mean, I don't think she's ever said that she's been. There. And I'm not
1: saying that she needs to say like she's been there like having eaten for but she's like
0: grown up people with it, right? struggle
1: with food, people struggle sure. with eating. Of course. You could, I get it. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I feel for mm-hmm. you. Whatever. And it just was so ludicrous. And like, it actually like is one of those points places where like I wonder like when will reality TV stop? Like because, because Jules is talking about like I'm I'm not I'm better but I'm not and like you know and this happened recently and then there was like a cut to her food and it's like Which it was so it just makes me feel like sad this like it's when the
0: cameras it, cut to Jules at plate. what point
1: is it was like too much because of course it makes for great tv and of course people can speculate like is she gonna eat isn't she only but like we have no idea what happened when they cat. like we don't know and it's just like it creates this stuff that's really toxic and people will probably comment on like Jules' instagram and be like i saw your fucking Sam, and you didn't even eat that like you're not better and like it just perpetuates this like and that's why people like she is she probably didn't know how terrible it would be when she signed up for the show and it's like kim richards just like spiraling and being on tv it, like makes it worse and it makes me sad. It's just, like, it's too much. And it brings... I mean, reality TV, whatever produced or scripted it can be at times, these things, like, these people have to live with however they're perceived. And I felt like what was so fascinating and hard to watch about that whole scene was that that whole conversation was about production. And it was Jules talking about production, but because she's new to it, she's not... Why uh, do
0: you say it was all about production?
1: Because she was... Because Dorinda was saying... I told her to talk, to, to speak up and say something, which is to say that off camera, oh, Dorinda right. was saying, you need to say this. Like, if you feel right. this way about Bethany and Carol, like, you need to say it on camera. Right. And Jules was saying, you know, like, I... She was basically saying, I came on this show knowing I was going to talk about it to be informative and to, like, help people. And have but, it be my platform. But she was right. saying, like, but she couldn't say that. So she was saying, like, I'm... have always been honest. I've been talk like she was struggling for words because she couldn't say like i signed up for this show knowing that this was going to come up and that i was going to talk about it and like try to educate and try to be like a positive role model in that like i'm dealing with this but she couldn't say that and so that was what was so frustrating it's like she was trying to get her words out and like, i don't know i don't think that jules is the most articulate or eloquent person Obviously. but it was frustrating because like bethany was doing that terrible thing which is so narcissistic which is just to be like i can battle you with words let me finish and it's like The loudest voice in the room necessarily isn't the right one bethany and you're just you're battling with somebody who's saying like you said like they're saying i haven't been well i came on this show to be open about that and i think that you two are being particularly sensitive to that because like i'm i'm not hiding it from you but you keep trying to make it like a plot point and instead of like and you're and she's right bethany has also at jules expense like played jules to be the stupid one is Jules stupid? Maybe, but that doesn't make it, like, Jules can play herself. Like, production can play Jules in the way she, that she can't form sentences. Bethany doesn't need to say, I need a verb, because she's an asshole, and, like, thinks that's, because that's how she's funny. And so I think Jules was right to speak up. Like, I think Dorinda was right to encourage her to speak up, because she clearly was, that was real emotion. Like, she clearly was feeling very frustrated. And
0: What do you think that Dorinda had actually said to Jules? Because I was sort of confused watching that, because Jules is, like, shifty eyed as bethany said looking at dorinda i think and jules bethany, i think that jules do you think that she like lit the fire a little bit did she light the match uh, or was maybe. she trying to
1: support i think jules? i think both i think that she felt like you need to talk about this on camera like you can't let them like you need to have a That's voice
0: True. so it was her being a friend because i was like is she fucking with Jules a little bit in order to you know how what? sometimes how ha- like your beloved LVP will whisper things to people to be manipulative, to drive story on Beverly Hills. You mean
1: your beloved LVP? Who I, I uh, am <laughs> That's
0: the concept. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Um, was she... Do we think that Dorinda was trying to, like, spice things up plot-wise, or do we think she was actually being a support system to Jules? Now that I'm sort of thinking about it, talking about it, drinking my drink, I think that she was trying to help Jules have a role on this series. Yes, Yes, of course. And probably wasn't expecting that Jules would be so obvious in physically sort of gesturing the person that gave her shit because I think Dorinda is scared of Bethany and I I think she doesn't want to cross her. Listen, I think Dorinda could take Bethany on. I think some of her confessionals and testimonials are going to come back to her. I'm curious to see what will happen at the reunion. I think that that Dorinda has been super observant and is taking no prisoners in the confessional sphere but I don't I think that in that moment Dorinda does not want to fight with Bethany. I really don't think she does. I really think that she's giving Bethany like
1: a a ton.
0: I'm I just don't I genuinely have to say I just don't understand if someone is having a breakdown which is what Jules is having and it's super real like that's not a joke like that's not probably wasn't expecting to say that she had just thrown up her food like that's not that's not scripted that wasn't planned for i think she said it in the moment and i just don't understand how a person can't be empathetic and sympathetic and how it's all about my childhood especially if your childhood involves someone that you've cut out of your life like what's the point of cutting out a toxic parent if you're going to continue to use that shitty parent as a weapon against people who are struggling that's what gets me like you know i love bethany but i also think that if someone is crying out for help you need to help them
1: um let's talk about dorinda for a moment if you don't mind because it's something i was came here wanting to talk about because yeah you, there, was, you said that you know you think she's been very observant this season and you were trying to figure out if she was being a good friend to jules you shared on Facebook this week Carol's blog.
0: Okay. About, uh,
1: and I was like drunk on Saturday night and saw you had posted it. And you were like, and you were like, Damien you were, like,
0: flipped out on me on Facebook. You
1: were like, I 100% <laughs> agree with this. And like all your friends were like, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, Carol. And I, I like,
0: intentionally didn't tag Damien. <laughs> And I,
1: like, drunkenly came home at, like, 2 in the morning and saw it and was livid and was, like, cool, cool, cool that Carol's, like, basically, like, talking about how she's smarter than everybody in a blog post where she, like, can't, doesn't speak up or push forward story on the show and she's <laughs> cool. a loser. Cool. And then I went to sleep and then I woke up the next morning <laughs> and I saw my comments and was, like, wow, that was a lot. But, like, okay, so Carol, I printed out Carol's, um, blog. Because <laughs> I'd like, because, because I feel like in this. No, you didn't. <laughs> Because in this moment, you said, just said that you oh think that Duran. Oh my God, Dorin, you this said,
0: is so reunion of you. I know what it you is. You are showing <laughs> me the receipt. Because you said... Oh my God, you guys, listeners, I feel <laughs> really...
1: You said, hold on, let me just, let me say oh what I want to say, like at least and then you can choose to respond or not, like Lisa Vanderpump.
0: You are showing me the phone mom. You
1: said, um...
0: Wait, did you write down what I said?
1: Well, okay, so... You, you on, I think when you posted Carol's blog... You don't need to
0: look at my Facebook. You, what I said was like I agree. You're like 100% agree. Right. I didn't really say anything else.
1: And then you said something... Oh my and, but God, that,
0: swipe left for this.
1: <laughs> so like in her blog, she said what? She said, um...
0: She said, she Sarah Galley's fabulous. She just said, doesn't it seem that each the season end. there's
1: always a troublemaker? This year, apparently, it's Dorinda. I do find it amusing each episode to watch Dorinda impart her great wisdom with a twist and three olives. Carol's a great writer guys Tell- <laughs> oh telling others for instance that she can somehow magically know what I've said when no one was watching she's a wise-cracking old school martini swilling sage I can't wait to hear what she's got for us next I have enjoyed some of her isms I even say back that shit up sometimes in real life and it makes me smile um and then she says but this year it seems she views every question with suspicion she works every tiny thought one of us has into a nefarious chess game One where I, for instance, surgically and neatly slice and dice, to quote her boyfriend. Ha ha, that's me, I'm a slicer. I'm slicing and dicing from here to Sushi Rocks. It's like, okay, Carol. Um, And then she says, I'm not plotting, I can barely keep up with who's mad at whom. Do you think D honestly believes she has everyone's happiness at heart and the rest of us are just lousy jerks prying into private issues about boyfriends or family or health on a reality show? I sort of think she does. So, I'm just curious, because you said you 100% agree with this, and I want to know, like... Do you really think Carol's right? Because, like, do you think Dorinda's doing this to be troublemaker?
0: What I think that... I think that what Carol was trying to say... And, guys, this is obviously the blog from last week's episode Mm -hmm. that we're talking about. Um, I think that what Carol was trying to say was, I'm not the devil. You don't need to suggest to Jules, as Dorinda did last week, um, ideas of insults to throw at me, which... Dorinda did. I mean, we saw it on TV. And what Carol is saying is, I am not a drama queen. I just say things as they happen. We're on a reality show. We're supposed to talk about this stuff. That is what I took away from um, Carol Rodswell's blog. I, I I, think that that's right. I. But I think it's... I think that she's right. And Carol's saying, like, you know, like, you can talk about... This whole thing of like, tell me to my face, don't talk about it behind your back, it's like you're on a reality show. You're gonna talk about stuff as it happens. It's disingenuous to say, only tell me to my face or not at all, because that's not the contract that they signed. The contract that they signed is to film, well, and filming sure, but... you're going to say stuff in confessionals. You're going to say stuff in front of other people because you're going to talk about things as they happen. And it's
1: also about being held accountable for what you say. But so just because you're Carol and Bethany doesn't mean you are absolved from being called out. So like Dorinda's not wrong. Dorinda's on a reality show too, so she's not wrong for telling people when people are talking behind their back. And you're right. That's oh, it's so Housewives One Hundred and One. Carol, you weren't on this first season. Carol, I'm sorry listeners, in her blog, Carol goes on to talk about, like, how people who are students of the show come on and love to use, like, you talked behind my back as, like, a Housewives 101 fight, and, I wanted, and it was annoying to me, because H- Carol wasn't an original housewife, so she was also a quote-unquote student of the show. I guess she was too, she was too hip and too much in the West Village right, to ever- it down. But I just feel like I, I so, okay, <clears throat> last week on our podcast, we talked about this, and I, and I said to you, do you think that Dorinda's messy for telling- Luann, what Ramona said behind her back. Yeah. You said.
0: You are really. You you said. This is really our podcast. We're going to get an Thrown you at said me. I didn't think Damien that. Uh, is reading notes that he. I pimped. didn't think that
1: Dorinda was throwing Ramona under the bus. I think that Dorinda was trying to be a good friend for Lou, and Dorinda looks at whomever is being isolated and whoever is the victim at that point. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I we agree, agree with on that. that. But I feel like Carol is basically saying that Dorinda is becoming a tr- is being a troublemaker, and that Carol's just being real on a reality show.
0: Carol is saying that when Dorinda is offering up pearls of insults to Jules that that's not okay and that it's not necessary. She's saying that when you go out of your way to offer someone the aid of insulting someone else, that that's crazy. And I agree with that. And Carol's also saying, Carol said some shit about how she genuinely doesn't care about the dumb Luann bullshit and that they're fine and they're not going to be close friends and so what? And I agree with all of that.
1: Yeah, but it also took Carol until episode 13 of (laughs) of the second season of that fight to get there. So like
0: But she's there and she's writing about it and I agree. Boo boo I and
1: I'm not trying to attack you, I just was trying to be funny basically by having receipts. But I did think it was like No,
0: I am sort <laughs> of with Like I'm also in shock about the fact that you did show you're showing me your receipts and it's on double sided <laughs> <laughs> He, my, is, he did color printing, you guys.
1: That's I didn't know how how to turn fervent. it off to, be, to save the ink. That's how firm um, Damien is. But I just, you know, I think that Dorinda is trying to be the best friend that she can be to the people that she has loyalties to. And I don't disagree with what, I don't think I disagree with what Carol's saying about, like, Dorinda, I guess, giving Jules insults. But Dorinda's also trying to be a friend and trying to say, like, you need to speak up to these women that you feel like are bullying you. And, like, Carol, here's the thing. Yes. Talking about someone's back. Like behind someone's back, sure, maybe that's something you can't sort of avoid on a reality show because right. she is correct. Friends do talk, discuss each other behind their back, good and bad. That is um, a product of being human, or a byproduct of being human. But like instances like Jules asking Jules how much she weighs, her leaving a room and then discussing it with your friend Bethany and saying that's not how much she weighs. That is mean, and, like, you are going to be on camera, and, like, you need to be held accountable for that. And, like, you can say, like, well, people talk about friends behind their back. Sure, but, like, also just think about what you're saying all behind someone's back because, like, you need to be able to get past them. Like, she, you know she's not one of your close friends also, so, like, be prepared to deal with the ramifications of what that comes across. Like, when you're kind of, like, poking someone who has an eating disorder when they're down.
0: Here's the thing. Carol is gonna talk about shit when it comes up and she's gonna talk about it with her quote unquote family, her friend family, which is Bethany, and Dorinda doesn't want her to talk about it at all. I mean like what what
1: I'm not saying that though. My my disagree my my argument is that like you can't be mad when you're being held accountable for being mean behind someone's back. I you're just allowed, don't
0: think that Carol was being mean. I think that she you was being think, honest. You don't I'm going to
1: repeat this thing that we had the conversation we had last week, which is that me. if Jules was in if if I said to you, how much do you weigh, you and you can't told me bring that up.
0: That was here's the thing. That was Carol, mean. That was, was an mean. asshole move, it and wasn't, Jules it allowed wasn't to, that it was mean. It was. So stupid and it wasn't intelligent if you're if the if someone is saying if someone is saying they have cancer and you're like what's your blood cell count like the there are things that you can ask a person without getting so direct into their disease you know i think it's similar to say to someone who has an eating disorder who's who cannot how much do you weigh and then when
1: they leave to 100%. say she's smoking a cigarette to suppress her appetite and i that- think
0: that was real i would have said that if someone Taxi and was then, going outside to smoke. Right when the food was coming, I would say that there are warning bells going off. And and Jules backs it up by saying, "I'm still in the throes of this. I forced myself to throw up two nights ago." Yes, absolutely. How is that? How is that not right? Jules is allowed to say that's
1: mean? That is mean. You're allowed to say that's mean. You're right. Yes. It is real and it is true. But you're allowed to say it's mean because if someone said that about me behind my back and I came in and I found I saw it on camera, I would, I would say so.
0: Pissed. I would say that
1: is mean. I don't care if it's true. Right.
0: So there's a difference between Bethany's a
1: dickhead and no right. one's allowed to say that.
0: There's there's a difference between something being correct and true, right? And that's that's like where the the line is blurring. Right? I'm not, yeah,
1: I'm not saying that that it's not an uh, maybe a reflex to say like, here's, "Oh, does she really here's weigh my that?" The
0: issue with the mean thing is that it it could be that the aftershock is that it was mean, but Carol's really upset about the idea that people are saying she was intending to be mean. That's the breakdown. I think when well, Becky I mean, says Well, that, I mean, that's I talking when, about
1: intent behind... Like no, words, I know. Words have... Ac- you know, your words have They do. So, I,
0: I, I, and that's where, that's where we're like disagreeing. Because I think that the after effect of this, you were 100% correct, it came off as mean. I don't think that Carol was intending to be mean. I think that Bethany can intend sometimes to be mean. I think that she comes off mm-hmm. as to be very, funny, she you can know. be funny, and sometimes she clothes stuff, and it's funny, but it's also cutting. And then sometimes she can just be harsh and cruel. And I think tonight she showed off a lot of those wonderful traits. And I don't think that that is a trait that Carol has. However, I will agree with you, so kadoos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I say it now, it's like so cool. Um, it, I do think that the after effect of it, the aftershock was that it was mean to Jules, but I think it was also correct. I I think it was also true. It wasn't correct, but it was true.
1: I think that as someone who is a quote unquote professional writer, Carol should be, be more careful with her words and be able to know that they have consequence, especially she's been on the show for as long as she had I think Jules is a really specific case she's basically a walk like she's
0: she's sort of a I, nightmare I, I'm and, not and I don't say that in a mean way I, but she's really fragile there's
1: and I you know how I feel like my, the way I feel about Kim Richard is that like it's really brave for people like that to come on shows like this because they okay. are I'm
0: not gonna walk that walk with you I I agree with you but you can't you have to take out who else is is a fragile broken bird you can't no you have to take they're out
1: they're both super ill <laughs>
0: There surely there's someone else who's ill. Because Kim Richards has been a dick. Kim Richards has been an asshole to people. I Intentionally. She's not, but she I don't but think. But the I think argument I was there is that she, she wasn't an
1: asshole bit. to Lisa Rinna or Elizabeth, whatever the fuck the blonde one's name is, the soap opera actors. She wasn't a dick to them, and they somehow Eileen. made her alcoholism part of their storyline on a show that they had signed up for.
0: Um, she was a dick to them. She made up that whole shit about Harry Hamlin. That
1: happened after she was actually uh, already a dick. She, at least, it was it, That was her comeback because Lisa Rinna was creating conflict. No. And then Lisa Sam Rinna Renner broke a has- glass in her face. So
0: oh but here's God. the thing. People are allowed no, to be disagree.
1: people who are ill. Are allowed to be called out on their illness if they sign up for a reality show. Those people are allowed to react, and just because but these people are saying like you're an alcoholic, someone else is about to say you're an asshole for being an alcohol for calling me out on being an alcoholic. Like you're allowed to have that uh, argument because, like, Lisa Rinna's is boring, and so she made use Kim Richards to be her storyline.
0: Well, Kim Richards was acting out, not to do a total sidebar into Beverly Hills, but yeah. there was that scene where, where the pizza got assaulted. That was, like, really upsetting for me to watch that pizza fall to the ground. But that day when they were driving to Kyle's house or somebody's house to, like, do something dumb when and eat pizza. Was this? This, oh, was the last, this was the season two seasons, before seasons last, ago. And Kim was acting erratically. And um, Lisa Rinna was holding her accountable and was like, you seem off. And that's where the fissure started because... She, I 100% believe it. in that moment, in that moment, we know that Lisa Rinna is now like a comic, like she's a cartoon yeah. figure, but in that moment, Lisa Rinna was saying, you seem off, something is different, and from that moment on, she was persona non grata, enemy number one to Kim, so Kim, who was in the throes of a relapse, what responded by being... Definitely an asshole. And I'm sorry I brought out. him into this. I'm sorry. No, I just, I just don't think I. I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to think of another person who's like, who is completely fucked. And was fragile and broken and, and I, how it's an unfair fight to go to battle with them because they're obviously in the middle of something. And it's not like you're going person to person. It's just not fair. Like you can't... I just wish not, that... You can't have like a reasonable conversation with them. Not to say that Jules is as like uh, off the deep end as Kim, but...
1: I guess I just feel like, and this isn't a comment on the women, I guess, as much as like production, but it's like, you know, I wish that like Carol and Bethany sort of had the wherewithal I suppose to say you know we're not going to talk about this because it's like not good and like I don't want to be on camera talking about this girl's eating disorder but But
0: that's what she brought up but Jules is the one that said I want to talk about this and I want you guys to hold me accountable she said that again tonight she's like I want you guys to hold me accountable what she then said was but like some of the shit you're saying is like awful or whatever blah 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 but she has... Well, they're not really making, holding her accountable.
1: I mean, they're really just talking about it behind her back at that place. I
0: think that... I, I feel like we're circling the wagons here, but I genuinely do think that if someone told me they had an eating disorder, for some ungodly reason, we schedule an eating activity, which is a question, and that might be production a little bit, trying to, like, mm-hmm. make some shit happen. That person who we know is Scary Finn, which she's sort of admitted to... <laughs> excuses herself to smoke a cigarette, which she suggests, and then goes outside, and it looks like she's doing that in order to suppress her appetite, that is something I would 100% say. 100%.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with it, but we should move on to those, say. Oh my God, is
0: that it with New York? Yeah,
1: we have to keep moving. We have too much stuff to talk about. Wait, can
0: we just say, can we just sidebar about, can we like rapid fire about a couple things that were like on my mind? Um, Sonia's butler, downer.
1: (laughs) I just don't know whose butler he was. He was borrowed from her sister's husband.
0: Right. I don't know who it was. Um, Rocco Despirito, as I'm now referring (laughs) to him. I love. I mean, you were very
1: into their relationship. I was
0: super into it. And I like the idea of Sonia having a mature adult relationship with someone who's not a tween. Mm. I'm like super into it. Loved it. Phenomenal. Would like to see more of him. Who Don't was the think last person happen.
1: that um, Sonya had a long? Stopped. Was it Henry? She hasn't had Harry rather?
0: Harry Dubin. I. She hasn't had a long-term relationship. That was sort of fake, though. Too. That's you think? Solid. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I. She's had these like things with like these these like college freshmen. I mean, she's really like, you know, seeing the sons of yeah. people she socializes with publicly. I mean, I think the only other major element was obviously you know Lou. Lou and Ramona maybe talking about marriage and whatever blah 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 and that was just like I agree with Ramona 100% like why jump into it and then Lou just saying back well this is just how I love which I guess puts the nail in that coffin because as we found out at the end of the episode they are engaged. I do love that Sonia said that um, an 8 carat ring was, well she said nouveau riche or whatever No, well she said,
1: someone said that it was like, um, Dorinda said that the Canary Diamond was, uh, 8 carat uh, Canary Diamond was old school. And And Dorinda said I mean Sonia said, yeah, 8 carats isn't old school
0: 4 carats is, which is so correct. That is the table. I mean, correct sh- and true. She also like. I love Silver Sonia. I'm yeah. super drunk. I'm drinking right now.
1: After, <laughs> after Bethany and everybody else was like, "Oh, like Luann didn't tell us she got engaged. We saw it on like people.com dot yes. um, Sonia like, was like, oh, that- "Oh, wedding is gonna happen. We're all gonna be invited." And it was like, clearly, not everyone <laughs> will be invited. But I like, so, I was into, Sonia no was really funny at that. But that.
0: I do love that Sonya was also saying that, like, maybe to be cheeky, but also because she was trying to, like, at some point bring people together and mm-hmm. be like, well, have a fun little celebration of Palm yeah. Beach on New Year's. Like, I was into it. I appreciated it. I really just, oh, guys, and on the screen in front of us, um, Heather's looking at, um, hexagonal ice. <laughs> That's nice. That's terrific. So on that note, guys, um... Everybody print out their favorite blog, and that's <laughs> to do after next week. Um, so, talking about showing the receipts, um, Side <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I was uh, gonna, what was that segue? I, I don't know. I was thinking about it, and then I had more of my cocktail. Um, so, Jersey...
1: Jersey. I mean Jersey was like I I have, can't believe it's
0: back. I'm like, like in shock.
1: It was two years almost to the day. I couldn't
0: believe it was two years. It was like
1: twenty one months I read it to the last time. I, I was couldn't in that believe episode. it
0: was that long. It doesn't feel that long, but maybe it was also because that last season I blocked out of my head That last so season was
1: terrible. garbage. Um it's interesting, you know, this season, the season that the new housewives already seem better than the last batch of new Jersey Housewives, which oh, was Amber I'm... and the Twins.
0: Right, you couldn't get worse than that. Jim Marchese, who's like somehow listening to this in his cave somewhere in like the middle of New Jersey plotting someone's demise. I mean, he was talking about someone being mean. He was like an actual bully. He was a weird Twitter bully, which I can't believe he'll have time to do that. But then to be on TV and do it, I thought was awful. They also
1: did a lot of interviews that said, or he did a lot of interviews like right before, after they quit when he was said that the show was like, like so i guess 100 percent scripted and i
0: yes and people sent images of that to andy and andy's response even today i think yesterday or today someone (laughs) tweeted andy about some dumb shitty quote that jim R casey had and andy's response was who which i was like yeah queen i mean how
1: much do you think these shows really are scripted or not, you know, when I say scripted, I mean produced, I suppose.
0: I don't think they're scripted, and that some reality shows are. Um, I don't think they're scripted. I think they might be heavily produced. I mean, I think it was Jezebel or Gawker did a thing about New York a couple seasons ago. I think it was during one of the Aviva seasons where they said that there were spies filming, uh, watching the filming of some of the, several of the housewives, including Carol and I think Aviva in the Hamptons, and that they would watch them, like do a take, cut it, redo it, do a take, cut it, redo it, over and over the same plot bullshit. I mean, I think that probably does happen, and it happens more often with shows that are a little... with um, the Housewife franchises that are a little older where they know what's going to look good, and they might, like, do that stuff, and that is sort of hard to hear because you want to pretend that this is a fairy tale where these things, like, organically happen. I do think that there's some manipulation. I don't know how much.
1: I think that... um there's, uh, I think that you know that stuff does happen because you know like I think it happens more in dinner scenes and coffee dates like when it's a couple people. Now how they do have you a lot think of, that
0: happens? Because they the do a lot scene. of
1: because they do a lot of like I mean I'm sorry when it's like two when it's like two or three people they do over the shoulders and they do another close up of another person. So do you think
0: they start it and redo it or do they have more than one camera? How does that work?
1: Um, I don't really know. I think that they do they definitely do more than one take of certain things. Like, like they'll get people to do a pickup or get people to say a line that they already said or whatever. Um, I'm sort of
0: depressed hearing that. Is yeah. that like really cheesy of me or what do you think? I mean,
1: I don't know. It's, I feel like I the more I learn about these things, I still can watch them and because I am always still fascinated about like what's real and what's not. Like I feel like Jules' speech was very. Oh my real. god! I mean, that whole percent. dinner was real. I feel like big parties 100%. like that, like big dinners and things like that. Those are real because they just like let the people go. Right. Everyone's talking. Over you wouldn't one be another.
0: able to redo it. It wouldn't make any sense. But You couldn't edit it back in. But
1: it's like, it's more the like, you know, it's like the it's like the one-on-one conversations that are sort of, you know, I think they do double takes or whatever. Um, but Jersey, um, things to say about Jersey. Well, I think in my, I was trying to think of this as I was watching, it, and I'm pretty sure that Siggy Flicker may have the best entrance of any new housewife.
0: Oh my God. I mean, there is a reason that we named tonight's special cocktail after her. I am... We've seen her for two seconds on screen. I think I'm obsessed with her. Yeah,
1: she's great. She
0: was born in a bomb shelter in Israel and got a facelift and comes in with a scarf over the face and still looks great. Like couldn't believe it was a faceless could have believed if it was filler pretty
1: sure that she had this is my my interpretation Tell of that me. is that she had a face of like a Six month before so. that and oh sure and like was pretending oh, like she just got it so that 100%. she people were like she looks but amazing. i
0: appreciate it because i feel like she's gonna give us a lot this season And unlike with kelly and oc where i could see that person becoming the devil i think that, <laughs> yeah oh i just no, I agree. She's like <laughs> gearing toward crazy. I think that Siggy's gonna be like a breath of fresh air, and listen, we're dealing with felons, we're dealing with parole stuff, we're well, dealing with children who might be fucked for the rest of their lives. I need more Siggy. I think
1: this is we spoke a lot or I spoke a lot about this when Dallas was on, which is that like Dallas had all of the drama that you need on a housewives, but, but there was no the one funny. There's no well, one funny.
0: Who? I mean, like they had drama because of one crazy personality, which was. Leanne. But like Brandy's
1: marriage, there was drama. Oh, yeah, and, and like Carrie's PTSD, marriage, and, and suicide, like, yeah, like right. there was drama. Yeah, yeah, there was. Some everyone stuff. had like their own stuff, but like as a group, there wasn't. Marie. A, there was no fun to yeah. them. Light.
0: There was no light. And I there think was that no
1: air. I think that sometimes Jersey struggles with that, and I think Carolyn Manzo provided the humor and also like the levity. And I think that since she's been gone, which is was the season,
0: couple seasons,
1: it's like couple seasons. They tried to bring Dina back.
0: This past season, and that was a. That was a hundred percent bust. She had no sense of humor.
1: I think Siggy will be a a breath of fresh air in that. Like, like New York has a lot of funny people. Like Ramona's funny. Sonia's funny. Bethany can be funny. Jules can be goofy. Like Carol can have. Luann is super. Dorinda's funny. Like they're all. Actually, they're all actually funny. Yeah. Um, Jules is the least funny, and I actually think she's kind of charming at moments when she's like. She's
0: goofy. Yeah. She can be silly. Yeah. Um,
1: But like Jersey, it's like Teresa's not smart enough to be funny. Like Melissa takes herself a little too seriously. Silly,
0: but then Teresa went to jail. I mean, like Teresa used to be funny, and then she was indicted so it's like you know she's not going to be the one to come up with a knock knock joke here and again she's trying to figure out how she's going to live the rest of her life when she she came back in
1: the house my roommate said her hair was so untreated and i loved that
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think she's ever looked better i actually wanted to not even the weight loss it's just like her makeup looked natural ish and she looked like she had a load lifted off of her and that might be like the six layers of concealer that she no longer had access to in in the clank but I just think she looked really good she looked like a normal person I don't think Teresa's looked that in a long time also Jersey by far has the worst fashion of any franchise by far Uh, maybe Potomac which doesn't even really count. I don't even remember. But um, Jersey, by far, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So I I appreciate the fact that... I mean, I didn't expect to get as en- emotional as I did. I mean, I watched that scene a couple times, but when I was watching it, like, as it happened on Sunday... I didn't cry at all. I mean, I felt it coming. I don't know if those were real tears. Those were sort of, like, Vicky tears at the end of OC this week where, you know, she was really... She, like, wanted it to happen. She, like, wanted to have that moment where she could say she was crying for breath. Um, I really, like, connected with it, though. And Joe, when Joe, when she walked in, and I know, and Juicy Joe's had his moments, and most of them were terrible. But there was that moment where, like, you could tell he just had a lot of emotion that he was feeling, too. And Teresa just breaking down and her kids. And it's just, like, I hope they're in daily therapy. I hope those children are talking to someone because that's real those are the people that are being most punished from this it's not teresa i mean teresa obviously needs to be with her kids at all times and i love her for it that is one thing i love of her but the kids they have to go through this entire process i mean they have to deal with their mother being in a federal prison or whatever for almost a year and then their father for three and a half years. That means they don't have parents together except for this tiny little essentially Christmas furlough where they'll have both before Joe then reports. I mean, they're honestly better
1: off without him, in my opinion.
0: Which we saw in a teaser for the season where Gia says to her mom, you know, like he needs to go away and get his shit together. God bless Gia, this poor girl.
1: She's really... My favorite moment, two favorite moments of this entire episode of Jersey were... When they were waiting for Teresa, to, they knew Teresa was coming in any minute. First of all, Joe was wearing, like, a wife beater and, yes, like, on does. his phone and she walked in, and I was so irritated. That's like, a
0: Juicy Joe talk. by the way. I was like, why way.
1: isn't he, like, why isn't he wearing real clothes? And also, like, why is he, like, he like, was, like, sitting at the breakfast bar, like, looking at his phone as she walked in. Like, I know. Put he's, your phone down, you <laughs> fucking <laughs> finish loser. Finish up an email. Finish up an
0: email. So,
1: um, I was really into Gia, like, at, like, Milani was being an asshole, and Gia was, like... <laughs> If your mother gets a picture with the paparazzi because of you, (laughs) and then be like, oh, my God, I swear this girl. Like, she's a grown-ass woman now because of, like, she She had She is. It makes me sad,
0: but I also feel like she's going to be a really... I, I really think strongly that she's going to be a really good person from this. Like, Gia really has a really strong head on her shoulders in spite of her parents and certainly in spite of the circumstances that have happened to her. But look at what she had to deal with and the fact that she can be that maternal to her siblings that aren't that much that much younger than her and the amount of shit that she has to do. She was essentially a second parent to, you know... Yeah, we're for sisters. sure. I
1: also was really into the moment where Melania and Adriana asked if they had to go to school and Teresa was like, no, you don't have to go to school. And then Gabriella was just like standing there like, and she kind <laughs> of like sad be. smiled. And then Teresa was like, you want to go to school, don't you? And then like 30 seconds later, like in a different scene, you see Gia and Gabriella who were like, of course, the two who want to get out of that fucking house and be like, do right. something else with their life, right. go to school with their school bags on. And of course the two little gremlins are running around. <laughs>
0: have to say though in Juicy Joe's defense and this will happen almost never the fact that Teresa was like you guys can stay home which is very Teresa honestly she's like just we'll hang together and obviously you know mommy's getting home from jail like you, you she wants to spend the day with her kids but I did love that Juicy Joe was like no you're going to school like you're gonna have did a he send all of them to school yeah yeah he said at one point they were arguing and he was like you're going to school which I actually really appreciated I was like Fuck yeah, like they should, he, his, this whole thing is about providing them some sense of normalcy in a really, really, really insane abnormal situation. So the fact that he's like, you're going to see your mom at 545 in the morning and then you guys are going to get your asses to school. Like, I actually really appreciated that. I was like, you know, Juicy Joe, if I was in your place, I would probably do the same thing, which is like, no, you're still, you're not going to have any excuses. It's the no excuses tour. Like, you're you're going to say hi to mom who you haven't seen without her being in a jumpsuit and then you're gonna have some bacon and eggs or like mozzarella (laughs) and then you're gonna get your asses to school. I appreciated that. I was like caduce to I have to stop saying that I'm already depressed. (laughs) Kudos to Juicy Joe. I thought that was really appropriate, and hopefully, his time away will do him some good, and this family can repair. I was really into it. I was less into Jacqueline and Chris Manzo, who I think we can all agree is genuinely attractive. Do you agree with me?
1: I mean, I don't think How he's unattractive. You not? I
0: would in a second.
1: I mean, in you, you a have, second, a type. I have a
0: type. And they're usually terrible. But the fact that he was talking about they're like. Financial sitch?
1: Yeah. Which I wasn't. I was not privy. I don't remember so that. So they
0: owe the government like a couple hundred thousand dollars and like whatever. And I don't know what happened with Black and or BLK Water, but I guess nothing good. And then I did know that he had a clothing company that like filed bankruptcy or he was sued or something. So I think there's some litigation, plus some lack of money stuff, plus Jacqueline hasn't been on the show, and I'm sure that was a nice infusion of cash. But the fact that he was talking so matter-of-factly about, well, sort of -of matter-of-factly, about their financial stuff, and he was saying in a way where he's like, they'll get through this and this is why he loves his wife, because she understands and, you know, is supporting him in this, I really appreciated. I did not appreciate Jacqueline being sort of a dick about Teresa saying...
1: Well, that was, Teresa's email was annoying. It said, Jacqueline, I heard you've been asking about me.
0: I actually didn't think what is happening tonight? I can't believe I'm defending Teresa. What did I put in this drink that I made? I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know is that. There's some Fabellini in
1: this. I, I have no allegiance about. to Jacqueline. I just thought it was like it was a. It was a. I actually didn't, I didn't. think It didn't say was how, that how weird? are you or like been like how's your who how are your children? Who how Jacqueline is? Teresa's in fucking jail. Well, I mean, she also is serving time for something she did, and she can still be interested in the lives of the people that are outside the world who she allegedly cares about.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that would be real for Teresa when she ever cared about others.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think that if you're they're best friends or were best friends. No, they weren't. They were for 13 years.
0: Yeah, they were, but then they stopped. Yeah, but like,
1: if you're actually, like, why bother writing the note back? You know what I mean? It was just so... I thought
0: it was kind of sassy and, and also talk about production Teresa probably knows that production is happening 100% and that Jacqueline's going to be coming back so she was like doing a sassy little thing and acknowledging the fact that Jacqueline's been talking about her and that they will see each other soon because there will be a fucking camera in front of them
1: probably the first time they'll see each other which is like yeah it's just you don't like it is it isn't scripted but it's like if it, they aren't they aren't behave they aren't interacting with each other anymore when the cameras aren't rolling you know what i mean so like they're just the way they are acting is their real life but like they're just insane now
0: um there is a preview on bravo.com of their first meeting each other and it is the fucking weirdest thing and i highly recommend that all of our listeners go to bravotv.com and watch a video where Teresa is cleaning her house there's a knock on the door on that insane thousand ton door that she has in her mansion uh, Jacqueline enters, and Teresa is either not used to acting after 11 months in jail or genuinely surprised, but but Jacqueline walks in the door, and Teresa goes, oh, um, I didn't know you were coming. I was cleaning. And then she says it. I, I'm totally not fucking with you, like, four times. She just over and over goes, I didn't know you were coming. I was cleaning. I'm I was cleaning. I knew you were coming. And it's is, is she strange dressed thing. like she was
1: cleaning or is she like half fake eyelashes on?
0: No, she was dressed like she was cleaning, but with like Teresa makeup because she's on camera. I mean, someone's yeah. recording her. Yeah. But it was the weirdest thing because I was like, oh my God, this feels super awkward because Teresa doesn't know what to do. And maybe production did say to her, you know we're just gonna get some shots of you cleaning (laughs) and then they like position Jacqueline outside and Teresa doesn't know what to do I mean Teresa doesn't respond like someone like a human person who is expecting Jacqueline to show up on her front door or maybe she did and she's just really not she's out of she's like out of touch out of wear wear and tear has happened um don't drop the soap I mean
1: we probably we probably should move on to the OC but I wanted to get your thoughts on the addition of Dolores
0: um I mean, she's done great background work in <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Do you remember her? The, I remember seeing her, and in fact, I didn't Google this, so someone fact check me. But wasn't she living with Carolyn for a while? I remember... A long time ago, it was, like, the season where, like, Carolyn had her sister there with, like, the pigs and the chickens or whatever oh, when she was taking people in. Dolores
1: was living there as well? I
0: feel like I remember Carolyn saying, Caroline saying something about how she had a friend there that was going through a divorce. It wasn't surprising to me when they were talking about Dolores' backstory and the fact that she was, like, going through some shit and whatever. I mean, she is a familiar face. I've seen her before. I didn't have any feeling toward her. Do you she think wasn't... Kim
1: D and Kim G are mad?
0: That they're not...
1: That they didn't get like Kim the, the... G
0: the second Kim G started posting videos
1: on... like Kim D is back this season as a friend of do you, or like guest do you think she was mad that she didn't get the like
0: no one would ever want and by no one I mean only the people who are important meaning viewers would ever want Kim D to be promoted and in fact there's no reason for her to be promoted because she gives her best during that one day a year that we anoint the posh fashion show mm-hmm. so there's no reason for Kim D to she just, she's like a Toxic mold. She's there. I mean, that fits for Jersey. She's there. She just lurks and festers and talks with people. OG
1: of the NJ had Danielle Staub had some opinions about.
0: Are we calling her the OG? Yeah. Is that the direction? This is what she said
1: about Dolores. Well, that
0: does fit. She is a gangster, and by gangster, I mean convicted felon.
1: Dolores was an extra in, in parentheses, no pay since season one. Not interesting enough until seven years later. LMAO. I mean, she I... said a lot of terrible things about everybody. Basically, yeah.
0: Danielle stopped. Although, some cre- although I have to say that Instagram. she did. She
1: did go into uh, in in at length. She talked about Teresa not wanting Melissa or Kathy ever on the show, and Which how she, everybody knew. And that was and like that is true.
0: Yeah, and she goes into Melissa getting in touch with Daniel Stobb to find out some shit about Teresa, which everybody knew.
1: But when you, did everybody know that? I mean, it was never on camera.
0: Um, she talked about it, in the press at least. Maybe it was, she had already been, Daniel had already been fired, but she definitely talked about the fact that, uh, and she sort of alluded to it in the last season, in the reunion, that Melissa had gotten in touch with her to, like, find out some stuff. Or, or no, no, no. Melissa got in touch with her, I think, to bitch and moan about the fact that Teresa hadn't shown up for their youngest son's birth. Like, she didn't show up to the hospital. Whatever. I don't, I could give zero fucks about what Danielle Staub has to say about anyone, including herself. I think she really took the show into a really dark place. And when you think it's funny to have bodyguards show up with guns for, like, a light dinner with Caroline Manzo, I think that's, like gross, and her kids' eyes were soulless, and it wasn't it wasn't good. Danielle wasn't good. She started off as kind of interesting when we were finding out about the convictions and the kidnapping and the coke and the prostitution. Like, that was like an interesting moment, and obviously, if it wasn't for Danielle, we wouldn't have had the most important moment in Real Housewives history, the flipping of the table, but I, I don't care about her. I, I don't care about her. I could listen maybe Every now and again, to what was it close to you when she was to a fake about lesbian? What's <laughs> Look of joy on Andy Cohen's face. <laughs> the
1: audience member in charge. Um, um, I do want to. I don't care. What is interesting about New Jersey? Go Jer- away, Danielle. What is interesting about New Jersey is that the stakes are higher because these are people that are related to one another, and that's what's
0: real sad real. and weird. Like yeah.
1: the Teresa and Melissa. Teresa's... Melissa's married to Teresa's brother. Like. Regard whatever it is they're doing on cal- like camera, sure, but like they have to live with that after like forever, for years right. and years and years. Like which, it's not like an oh that was an acting job or like oh that that was Danielle Stop. she's crazy. It's like that's your aunt that I just acted like that. Which is one.
0: why when they were estranged and when they were getting into a physical altercation, it was so fucking upsetting because it was like this is a family that's actually being torn apart. And I don't. And and Teresa had a, was the reason for a lot of it. I, I mean, she was jealous. And
1: I don't feel like Joe. Which I'm one? sorry, I don't feel like any of them actually have, are smart enough to be like, I'm going to, like, Joe, I don't think Joe Gorga thought, like, I'm going to call my sister garbage on TV because it's going to make TV, good TV. No. I think he just said it, and, Yeah, because like, there was sad. all that,
0: sh- yeah, because all of this stuff was happening, and I'm sure they were dealing with the like, after effects of their, of his sister, and all of a sudden being famous, and whatever weird relationship she had with but, his wife, and,
1: and... And, yeah, and also, like, I mean, I don't think that Melissa is innocent in it. I think that maybe she, because... Like, I think that Teresa is a garbage person, but I also think that, like, that stuff about Melissa reaching out to Daniel Stop is true. And I think that, like—
0: I think it's true, but it was long ago, and I think that well after that happened, and that's such a minor— That's interesting. Point when you on... talk about how Teresa and Kim D plotted to try to say that Melissa was a stripper, like, that's the worst thing when, you know, in two years you're going to be headed to the clink. I mean, that's crazy. That plot point was so fucking annoying, and it actually broke Jacqueline Loretta, which was when she didn't oh show God, up at the was... reunion, because she was in a bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> locked herself in, sobbing, for both hysterically
1: laughing. I <laughs> forgot been, about that whole thing. She
0: didn't have really I anything I forgot she didn't come to the reunion. She didn't come to the reunion for the first time in history, I... except on Beverly Hills, what's her face with the sparkles in her hair? Um...
1: Carlton. No, Joyce.
0: Um, no, the billionaire, Maloof, Adrian Maloof. Oh, Adrienne right Malouf there. didn't show up and then got fired <laughs> because she didn't show up to the reunion.
1: Um, um,
0: not since Adrian. Not since Sparkle highlights. Yeah,
1: it was just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's sad because it's their family.
0: Well, yeah, their family. Speaking of family, Ashley's back, so that's a thing that happened. Um, so let's talk about. The best? Let's
1: talk about. The OC. What do you have to say? You're laughing at yourself.
0: Um, no, I'm just thinking a note. Um, so, OC, um, hexagonal ice. I have never felt worse about myself than knowing I only have rectangular ice. And I actually went out of my way this afternoon to look for fun ice. I didn't tell you it was going to be a fun surprise, but the closest I could find to fun ice in fucking New York City was a pineapple ice, Trey, Urban Outfitters, and Je Refuse, okay? There was, ne- next to Bernie Sanders t-shirts, I was like, I can't, I just can't make this happen. Um, OC, uh, Brianna's dying, why is she driving a car for 35 hours? I mean, uh,
1: You know what would be cool?
0: Brianna's dying.
1: If Brianna could, like, rest Lives. and sleep on a plane, so that her, you know, and like, her mom could watch her kids or something. <laughs> since she came to go see to like be with her mom so like vicky is a despicable person So she said i wish i could stay and help you but i can't and then rub her daughter's back and walked out first of all you own your business and secondly like you're filming today so like you probably don't really need to be there you're despicable
0: so i have like a couple questions obviously that's true um, I do love that little moment where she had with the boys, where she was, like, putting their shoes on them, whatever, to visit mommy in the hospital. Yeah, was <laughs> like, I huge, that was so good. It
1: was shocking to see if Vicky do something for somebody else.
0: <laughs> I totally agree. Um... Why was Brianna driving the car? Why were not they on a plane? Were they not on a plane because she wasn't physically like, could she not get medical released? I understand why she needs to go back to OC. Like we all know for the past several years, Brianna has been like in and out of like medical crises, all relating to her limbs. I remember that whole thing when it was like Brianna might have cancer. Like she's dealing with something we haven't been able to diagnose it. Obviously shit is like going wrong, but why is she driving the car? I feel like she should not be expending any energy other than resting.
1: And I don't know. You go to why... spitting class, though, and you have, like, a herniated <laughs> I
0: know I did. Don't tell. do
1: um, No, I don't know. I, um, but I that worked no.
0: out super well for me, a.k.a. I re-injured my <laughs> injury. So what, I mean, why, why, Vicky has Maserati money or whatever. She, like, bought herself some kind of crazy car the other day just for kicks. Why is she not paying for, like, phenomenal movers to cart Um, Brianna shit from Oklahoma everybody's favorite flyover state to Orange County like why why does Brianna have to like drive with some shit or actually maybe they didn't bring like luggage and stuff like maybe it was just like the kids and some like bare necessities but why is Brianna doing any of that for 20 hours that seems like a bad idea what's going on with the leg infection I sort of need to hear more about that like is it a staph infection like how bad is it? Seems like it's super bad. Like, what's happening? And who's taking care of Brianna? I'm just very concerned. She's my favorite housewife, and she's not actually one, literally. But she's like, she's everyone's favorite. I mean, Brianna's the the voice of the audience. She's the only one who's talked honestly uh, with her mother about, you know, Voldemort, Brooks' heirs. I mean, what's what's going on? What's What's happening? I'm super nervous about it. I'm super nervous about it. I
1: don't know. And the scenes
0: for next week are like, she's she's actually dying.
1: Yeah, she's not... She's okay now, though, right? No,
0: she's not. Just... She's not okay now. Like, what like, is she I mean, doing on
1: social media?
0: She has a super private Facebook account that... No
1: Instagram or...
0: No. She was on Twitter, but, like, people were bullying her a couple years ago, so she stopped. Damien's chewing a water bottle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to... I'm be. just sad
1: about, I mean, I'm, like, sad because I feel like Brianna's, like, normal and it makes me... Like, I love her.
0: Brianna's normal and she's also great. She Brianna's, like, the be- the best human person on any Real Housewives franchise is Brianna. Honestly, like she, and she's dealing with a lot. I'm, I have a lot of concerns. I'm wondering if, you know, she's had to deal with the chaos that comes with having um, an enlisted um, spouse in the military, which is a huge sacrifice for any family. Mm-hmm. God bless them. He, he's gone to Afghanistan three times. She has two young kids. She has a huge, super important job. I don't know how to. she's working as a nurse, but that's like a really intense occupation to have. It's high stress. and You're also on your feet. She's dealing with an infection that she got and a disease. Uh, the a disease that she got. She's been dealing with all this family bullshit, which is really, if you think about it, if she was suffering during that time, that makes Vicky even worse to not, to make her daughter go through all that. And still now, I mean, I thought it was crazy. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No,
1: I was just thinking about, like, how she had to, like, do her confessionals and, like, happy in hair and makeup, and that's so sad.
0: Who, Brianna? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, are you going to cry right now? No, 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 it's oh, like, okay.
1: I'm just, like, tired eyes. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> This yeah. is a midnight recording. Um, I... I am nervous. I'm nervous about Brianna. I'm nervous about Brianna. I want her to be well, and I don't think she's quite there yet, and I think it's going to, like, hit bottom. And I'm nervous that she doesn't have as much support as she needs to get better. And if her mother has all the money that her mother has, like, she needs to pony up some. I mean, I actually... I don't know. I, I just don't. I have a lot of questions about it. it. Made me very sad. That whole thing made me very sad.
1: Are you nervous about Kelly Dodd?
0: Um. Am I nervous? Am I dismissive? Am I? You were into
1: her in the first episode. Now, yeah. how do you feel? Mm,
0: turning left, <laughs> left turn. Um. Why is Kelly still talking about Brooks Ayers? Who is telling her to talk about Brooks Ayers over and over and over again? Why, Kelly ha- has obviously made great decisions in her personal life. Ha, ha, ha. So is she just... Does she duplicate that with her relationships? Does she just go after the person that's obviously poisonous? And like, yeah, they seem great. I mean... Why is she siding with Vicky totally blindly, having "quote unquote" not been there? I mean, she's a viewer, so I'm sure she's seen it. But why would you just 100% go after this person unless you realize that that's your way into the? Oh well, yeah, the she team? she saw
1: that that was her way to like yeah. Make I don't make love TV. it. I
0: don't love it. I don't like that TV. And I, think pretty... and I don't like anyone coming near to my beloved Shannon Bador. Like you need to like step off of shannon beast bedore as her t-shirt said you do not need to weirdly go in for a kiss with david bedore i, I was so was actually, not into that i think that was an awkward moment i didn't appreciate her doing like a confessional sidebar or whatever or no no she said it to him of like oh i love that or whatever mm-hmm. i was like um hi don't ever do that to someone who at one point maybe cheated on his life like that's not great and he obviously didn't mean it and i would hate to think if he had any shit because of kissing kelly which who wants to do that not her husband sorry um i don't love her i don't love her and i feel like she's gonna turn on the people i love most and by people i mean person and by person i mean shannon and that's where we are and i felt um i i just i don't i don't love it i don't i think she's gonna be wicked i think that would be the the phrase that i would use to describe kelly The, the,
1: the super trailer does show her say to shannon or shannon say to her you can't say that people are ugly and she says she is ugly I wonder who she's talking about because in my head I always, Camera? Ass- I always assumed it was Vicky and now it's like obviously like Kelly no, and I think Kelly and friends so. right
0: because now there are all this social media that Vicky's posting of her of Vicky with Kelly and Gretchen more than once
1: does Gretchen do you think come back on the show as like a friend of it at some point no because I don't
0: think not are once are they still filming though at all oh see yeah I don't know maybe No. no 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 I don't think they are I don't think they are filming. I don't think they've I don't I don't think they are filming. I don't know if they did film the reunion. It would be weird if they had it. Maybe they are No, I don't think they are filming. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't I think Vicky's just doing that to fuck with Tamara. I think that last season, that last scene with Vicky and Tamara was So upsetting because once again, Vicky will not take responsibility for her individual behavior. She just goes over and over about how someone else should have protected her better, cared for her more, been a better friend for her, and she completely absolves herself of any tension related to how her behavior manifested itself into this anger that... The majority of the cast has against her. She completely is in total denial because she's that selfish and self centered of a person where she just doesn't, she refuses to get it. She refuses to get it like Brooks is stage three. That's exactly what it she is. She says that
1: she still so believes he had cancer this week, right?
0: She said, I didn't, she like side talked it. it. I was think she very
1: confused. Th- think she said, like, I believe Brooks did have cancer. She also said that she thought well, that no, Kelly would... Well, no, she said that work. I
0: did believe... That was the phrase. I did believe that Brooks had cancer. Uh, Not Brooks has cancer, but I did believe that he did. Or she, does. She
1: also said that Kelly would have brought her a casserole.
0: If I hear... First off, when's the last person time a person had a casserole? Unless you're at a shiva and I someone brings you a potato koggle. Mm-hmm. like when's the last time that that happened? Can we put casserole to bed? I mean, like, honestly. But... Yeah, Kelly probably would have. Kelly probably would have had her strange husband put some child toy, because that's, like, what he does for a living, like an educational toy in a lasagna and, like, sh- sent it on over to Vicky and they would have loved Brooks. Like, Kelly would have loved Brooks. Kelly would have <laughs> thought he was the funniest, cutest, litest, sickest. I do think it's ironic that Brianna's at City of Hope, you know that place that Brooks was at every day, checking the time before he went on a morning stroll and had a vegan smoothie, <laughs> like any other cancer sufferer. I mean, I I, I had a lot of emotion, and, and none of it was terrific. Um, and um, I, and I I and that's that's I'm I'm sort of like out of words for it.
1: So you're into Kelly. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love Kelly Dodd. Um, I don't trust her. And also, I was at the gym earlier, not against medical advice, because I am allowed to slowly walk. So, <laughs> cheers, everybody. Um, and was reading a Star magazine, which is like when you go full tabloid, like tabloid with a tap, capital T, mm-hmm. you check out Star. And there was a wonderful piece on how Kelly Dodd's brother has been arrested for um, assault four or five times.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
0: including domestic assault. Um, he tried to kidnap an ex-girlfriend. He, like, hit some people. He bit off the tip of somebody's nose after a bar fight. I mean, he sounds terrific. I think he's great. I think he's he's great. I, I, I'm so not surprised that they're related because i guess kelly also has some restraining orders i I mean it was a lot and i was like yeah this this makes sense this whole family makes sense which makes me wonder does production know and they're just waiting for all of this to leak do they think that it's a good thing if these people have criminal records in whatever capacity is that a selling point for them because it'll come out or is that a liability if they like kill someone
1: um i think it's both I think well, that it, it's definitely a liability, but I think that they like know they try to think of whatever risk that you know they try to like assess their risk and think. Um,
0: well, I wonder which nose he'll try to eat of his of his sister's castmates. I mean, they seem like a, a mess of a family. I, yeah, I don't know. Still, I mean, still I'm, enjoy them on TV. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> sort
1: of. I also, like you know, to be fair, no. If you're on a reality show, everybody's like. All, everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. Skeleton's I mean, apply. when he have you... could have been 14 and done something. Right. You know? It's like,
0: every day I go to a bar and then I leave it and I try to bite off someone's face.
1: I'm just saying everyone has a past and that all this stuff comes up and like, nobody's everyone... It's easy. Obviously, we didn't send up for a show, so it's easy to like, be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you know, I never have never been arrested, but I'm sure that... You know, Here's
0: you know, to that first time. You know, there's... Everyone so, remembers. There's <laughs> some,
1: someone could... There's something around about me that could come out, you know, like... Oh, my with, God. Like, everybody.
0: Can't wait. Um, So what are you looking forward to next week? Do you have anything to say about OC? It was hot there. There was sand. Um, There was a beach. There was a beach and Vicky's a bitch.
1: Just need more David Shannon.
0: Oh my God. Oh, is Shannon poor? No. Why was she talking about her older daughter going to public school?
1: Um, Was she like
0: SJP? Was she like Sarah Jessica Parker who sends her kids to public school, you know, because they like believe? I don't know interesting I want to hear more about Shannon downsizing I was like really where does she intrigued. go to school her her kids are in private school she said to her real estate agent um, we need to get a house in a public school my daughter is going to start going to public school so we need a house in a good district oh
1: maybe she doesn't never her daughter, one daughter seems like a rebel and seems like so maybe she's just like leaving public private school to like
0: that's not the sense i got i the sense i got was that they were doing it to cut back a little oh. which um but i love her so yay shannon making like very smart financial decisions <laughs> uh if you were talking to vicky she would really appreciate it
1: um, um, yeah. Can't wait to see more of Teresa. I want to get the Jersey taglines I and mean, I know what they are already, but I want them to perform them for me on the show. Yeah.
0: Next week, guys, next episode, whole... we'll do a deep dive into yeah. what the taglines are and what they say. It was a, it was a, a lot happened this week. I'm glad that New York is like back on its feet. I think that's phenomenal. I'm glad Jersey's back. Can't wait for Juicy Joe to be gone. Mm -hmm. And um, don't understand what's happening with Jacqueline. And just give me more Bedore. Bedore all day long. And more Siggy Flicker. And more Siggy Flicker. Wait, cheers to our Siggy Teenies! Bye guys. Good night.